Hello and welcome to the Fictional Exchange Short Story Audiobooks by Patrick Jones If you want to read or hear more, search for Fictional Exchange Substack The Sound of Them Barb lived alone in a medium-sized apartment, surrounded by neighbours on all sides and forests outside. The dominant sound outside the building was that of birds and playful children. She felt lucky in that way. It was a turbulent time. A viral pandemic was raging across the planet. It forced most people inside and at times they were asked to stay put. Obviously, that did not last as itchy feet and cabin fever took over. But on the whole, most people did stay home far more than in ordinary times. Whenever outside to shop or exercise, people were commanded by law to wear both face and eye covering. Some even covered their ears or walked around in scuba gear. It looked ridiculous. Despite these precautions, people still went to extreme lengths to avoid one another. It was a terrible time for those who loved to socialize, but not too different for those that couldn't care much for that sort of thing, which included Barb. She lived a mostly solitary life, and for her, the pandemic didn't change much, or so she thought. Even though more residents than usual stayed local, Barb almost never saw any of her neighbours, and she didn't register this as odd. She watered her plants on the balcony, picked up the morning newspaper, took out the garbage and went shopping every three days or so. To keep herself fit, she also took a brief but brisk walk every evening after dinner. That way she could avoid the crowds that gathered in the park as it was their main recommended an allowable respite from being locked up indoors. Despite frequently walking up and down the stairs of her apartment block, only once or twice a week did she ever pass by a neighbour. They too looked like half-mummies and most of them, just like Barb, did not recognise the presence of the other and only rarely did any of them attempt to say hello. The only way for Barb to know a bit about whom she shared this large building was through the diverse and complex smells that lingered on each floor. It was a wild mixture, from burning toast and grilled sausages before noon, to Indian curries or French garlic in the evening. The building was culturally alive. One day, while sitting in her living room and calmly eating dinner, she heard a scraping, scuffling sound. It wasn't clear where the sound came from, nor what it was. Maybe above? Perhaps below? Is it a cat or a child? The same sound kept coming and going. She also noticed it in the bathroom. At 9pm sharp, she went to bed to read her bedtime book, 
just like she always did. She stopped at the end of a chapter, turned off the light and snuggled with her pillow as she thought about the three things that she was grateful for that day. Somewhere between grateful one and grateful two, the scuffle and scraping from the living room started once again. But this time it was right there, as if it was inside her bedroom. It went on for a full 15 minutes and, to put it mildly, it did not feature on a list of three things to be grateful for, nor would it have been on a list of 100. The noise threw her out of rhythm and she started to fidget, toss and turn. Sometime after 11pm she finally fell asleep. Around 2am she woke up again and went for a drowsy wee. Just as she climbed back into bed, a clear and loud sound of pouring water commenced, as if filling a bath from substantial height. What on earth is going on up there? She closed her eyes and cusped her hands over her ears to muffle the sound. It finally worked and she fell asleep. The next morning, Bob felt like a walking zombie. She turned on the radio to listen to the news. It was mainly filled with the numbers on the daily status of the pandemic, including those infected, vaccinated, hospitalized and dead in the UK and abroad, country by country. A bit like the shipping forecast, but for humans. She had set up the kitchen table with juice, coffee, toast and marmalade on one side and the newspaper spread out on the other. In the middle was a solitary yellow daffodil in bloom, exactly where a ray of sun now shone in. It made her feel a bit fussy. She turned off the radio to focus on the paper, but only seconds after she turned her radio off, one of her neighbours turned theirs on. It was the same radio channel, only louder. The same mind-numbing statistics were monotonously read once again, as if on repeat. 23,576 new cases. 1,288 people dead. 247,189 people vaccinated. In Bulgaria, there were 3,566 new cases, 405 people dead, 12,455 people vaccinated. In Romania, the fuss was all gone. It was impossible for her to focus on reading, let alone enjoy the freshly pressed orange juice. I think I am going mad, she said slowly to herself, one word at a time, in an effort to calm herself. After finishing breakfast, she decided to do something about it. Dressed conspicuously, although unintentionally, in a long black coat, sunglasses and a black face mask. 
She went up one floor and waited. She was pretty sure the sounds were coming from above. Her aim was to find out who was responsible for the noise, without letting them know who she was. But no one arrived nor left. Bob tired and sat down on the stairs. After 40 minutes, she'd had enough and headed downstairs to write a note instead. Carefully worded, designed not to anger nor frighten, she asked her dearest but anonymous neighbor to please be just a little bit more quiet. She sneaked back upstairs to slip the note through the letter flap and just as she reached the door, it opened. Bob was startled and let out a small yelp. The old man who emerged from the flat didn't notice her at first, but then jerked somewhat when realizing someone was standing right next to him. Without hesitation nor speaking, he calmly closed and locked the door behind him, got into the elevator and went down. As if frozen, Bob remained where she was found, with a heavily beating heart and the note still in her hand. Back in the flat, she put on the kettle. Whilst dipping biscuits in a milky brew, she congratulated herself on guessing right. Of course it was an older man. Who else would generate so much noise on purpose? Later that day, while clearing out her bookshelf for the charity shop, she accidentally dropped a rather chunky and dusty Bible on the floor. Feeling guilty she hadn't read it lately, she carefully dusted it off and placed it back on the shelf. Shortly afterwards, a substantial thump shook the whole room, as if a bowling ball had been dropped from considerable height. It took her by surprise. She felt a bit woozy and was forced to sit down. Staring straight ahead, she gently rocked her head left and right, thinking, that's it. If trouble is what he wants, trouble is what he gets. She called the police to make an official complaint. They told her it was a council matter, so she wrote the council a letter. Then she took out the note she had written earlier that day, ripped it up and started a new one. This time, she didn't spare a thought. Every feeling, irritation and even threats were included. Afterwards, she read it back to herself. The idea of a cool-down period entered her mind. Change of tack, she wrote a shorter note instead. This time far simpler. Dear neighbor, I've had enough. You must stop this immediately or I'll call the police. Of course, she already had called the police, which had turned out to be fruitless. That wasn't the point. She figured a little threat now and then can go a long way. She went upstairs, slipped the note under the neighbor's door and quickly retreated. Closing her own door, a mixture of grief and relief washed over Bob. There was also an element of fear. Who knows what the old geezer might be up to? No more incidents happened that evening, 
and after watching some television, she even temporarily forgot about the situation. Retreating to her bedroom, she noticed an unmarked envelope by the door. That was quick, she thought. Instead of picking it up, she turned off the light and went to bed, thinking, I'm wiser than that. Around midnight, Bob woke to the sound of squeaking. It was unmistakable, the rhythmic, undulating melody of a spring mattress right in the swing of it. It went on and on for almost an hour. It wasn't clear whether they were having sex or just moving around, as if struggling to sleep. Bob laid still throughout the hour, wondering to herself where she would move next. By now, her fear had transformed into anger and despair. She woke up with a headache and tried to resist the urge to read the letter, but succumbed within minutes. It may have been the nonchalant tone or the excessively polite style but the contents of the note both insulted and infuriated her. How can they have the nerve? Thinking enough is enough, she grabbed a kitchen knife and went quickly upstairs. Bob knocked on the door, but there was no answer. She knocked again, harder, not a sound. Whilst waiting seconds feeling like minutes, a seed of doubt entered her mind. Is this really me? Am I not better than this? All of a sudden, a rustle reminiscent of people finding their shoes could be heard near the entrance. Panicking, Bob rushed into the elevator and accidentally pressed three buttons at once. The lift started moving and then suddenly came to a grinding halt, leaving her embarrassingly stuck between the two floors. As the antique elevator was nothing but a see-through cage made of steel mesh, there was nowhere for her to hide. The neighbor's door opened up and out came a beautiful but excited border collie. Wagging its tail with such energy it could power a generator. That one must wreck a havoc, Bob thought. Next came the old man, all dressed up for a walk in the park. As he started to descend the stairs, he realized something wasn't quite right. Grunting like a caveman, he grabbed hold of the lead and sat down next to the elevator shaft making sure there was approximately two meters of distance between himself and the now worried Bob. Are you all right, my love? Do you need help? said the neighbor with a worried voice. Bob sheepishly replied. Yes, please, would you mind? Hold on a moment, I'll call for help. The old man went back inside called maintenance for help and returned with a mask on. They promised they'd soon be here. Thank you, said Bob. Don't worry, I'll stay with you until they come. 
They conversed. It started out on the topic of the troubling times. And then the conversation moved on to the apartment block and the surroundings. He mentioned he got a new bed and was struggling to sleep. The old man seemed so nice, it warmed her heart. And just as they could hear the sound of the engineer walking up the stairs, he asked if Bob had noticed any weird noises in the building recently. Bizarrely, he had received not one, but two separate notes about it. So you mean you haven't heard anything yourself? said Bob. No, not a thing. Have you? Interrupted by the cheerful engineer, Bob had no opportunity to respond. Half an hour later, she was freed from the cage and quickly returned to her apartment, was hiding a tear in her eye and a knife behind her back. The first thing she did upon return was to read the letter once again. In the heat of the moment, she had largely skipped the second paragraph as it seemed to be little but gobbledygook. Dearest neighbour, in these terrible times, I understand we are all very, very busy and stuck at home for hours on end. However, and I realise it may not be possible for all people, I would deeply appreciate if you could kindly keep your noise to a minimum. For them who buzz and those that bump, there comes a time when like sun and mirror reflections come. But to make aware it shall amplify, for how otherwise will they realize? It had been a stressful day already, and the letter just contributed to her confusion. If it wasn't the gentleman from upstairs, then who? And what is that noise? A steady beat of dull banging, like a rubber hammer on a pipe. It sounded like it was coming from downstairs. 